Hey everybody, welcome to this special edition uh, episode, podcast of the Resistance Broadcast, a sort of post-Star Wars celebration, Europe, AMA, uh, sort mm -hmm. of our takes, our reviews, ask us whatever you want about our experience, and uh, we're going to reflect on it now that we are home, uh, we are, for the most part, healthy again, and we are here <laughs> to talk about our experience at Star Wars Celebration, and I know there were a bunch of questions. And first off, um, obviously, you know us, John, James, and Lacey. Um, want to say thanks to everybody. We were gonna try to get this done. Uh, Lacey and I were last Wednesday, but we were both on our uh, proverbial deathbeds, and we barely got through the Mando fan show. We think we did it last week. We're not sure, but uh, <laughs> we we are doing a bit better, right, gang? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was. It was it was a blur. It was a, a blur of a of an episode. And I go back and listen to it and I'm like, oh, I sound terrible. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I think a lot of people wound up getting COVID or, or con crud and we're both or whatever. But it's funny, like uh, Jeremy Miner Myers, one of our spice runners, is like, Tony should have just kept doing shots that night like I was. <laughs> so, completely immortal that man so uh anyway what a way to, to kick this thing off so thanks everybody for being patient but we are going to dive into it now so Lacey, are we going to go by the initial questions sent in we are so okay. we have a bunch of questions actually um so we're going to kick it off with of course joey hey joey uh he said what was the most random but awesome cosplay you saw all weekend for me it was seeing not one but two darth jar jars in one day John, do you have a favorite cosplay that you saw that weekend? Oh, that's tough. There, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that was like just really unique. I didn't see any jacked fish, so that was disappointing. Um, <laughs> maybe I have to do it. Maybe that's what it comes down to. But I think that guy we met who did a bunch of different ones, but I really liked his young Han Solo, of course. Brandon, I yeah, his wig was, cool. was like perfect. Um, I'll try to think of others. Because I like the ones where people blend different things from outside of Star Wars into Star Wars, but I can't put my finger on one right now. It's been pretty amazing over the years from like my first celebration, which was 2015 to now, how many Mandos you see now. You see so oh, yeah. many Mandalorians. I mean, we almost got trampled by people uh, by the last day of our, the day of our podcast. I guys, I did. I got shoved out of the way. I was like 10 minutes behind you guys because I got literally pushed by three people. It was like yeah. a little scary. It, it was like, scary. where did and they were like yelling at James because James was trying to get around them and they were like, sir, you need to go behind us. And James was like, what? What? Yeah. What um, are you doing? Cosplay wise, I think one of the best ones I saw was definitely Darth Ray or Dark Ray. She did like a really good job. Um, and then I saw a bunch of uh, Qui Gon Liam Neeson behind the scenes with the rainbow umbrella. Yeah. I saw two mm -hmm. of those. Um, a lot of Padme's, which was awesome. Um, but I would say overwhelmingly a lot of troopers, clone troopers, and Mandos. A lot of five hundred first guys were roaming around. What do you think, yeah. James? The one way out um, was probably speaking of your shirt. Saw a lot yeah, of one yeah. way out people. A lot of that. They they turned the uh, the other thing. Well, they still did the other one. The um, the guy from Empire with the thing and he runs what? out you know what i'm talking about no. oh will row hood will row hood yeah they still yeah. did that oh, one yeah. too but they also did the one way out the running of the hoods yes yeah right i couldn't think of, i kept wanting to say running of the wills and i'm like that's not right yeah um i think for me the probably the most fun was i saw like a hawaiian chewbacca <laughs> and oh, i just oh, yeah. surf surfboard chewbacca we did walk by him that was cool and he had like yeah, music and stuff planned yeah, I thought that was a that was a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's awesome. hard because there's so many good ones. Mm -hmm. uh, up next is Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, who's new. Welcome, we're excited to have Welcome. you. Yeah. Uh, he said Japan would be awesome, but I'm not. I'm gonna go all in for the next one, 2027, the 50th anniversary. Any thoughts on where you think that one could be? It's gonna be back in the states because Anaheim. Yeah. Anaheim or Florida, probably most likely Anaheim because it's easier with guests because they're already there. And George. Um, what? And George. Oh, yeah. George is in California. Yeah. 
He doesn't have to fly to. He did go to Orlando though. So it just really I Orlando. Yeah, I but... really the states. Hmm. Yeah, states. Orlando would be easier for us just because it's an easier flight. Yes. <laughs> they were like, let's pick the furthest place you can. <laughs> yeah. But we will be there. It's going to be nuts. But we're already. I I crazily two days ago was already looking at like hotels in the area, like how to maneuver. Amazingly, they have a direct flight from New York, which I didn't know existed. So that's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be U.S. Since the last question was about cosplay, I'm expecting to see a lot of cool anime Star Wars crossover cos cosplay. like visions. Yeah. Well, no, I meant more like. Like you see Darth Vader, but it's like Gundam Darth Vader or whatever. Oh, that would be. They're cool. just like, oh, if I'm going to Tokyo, I'm going anime cosplay, but I, but it's Star Wars, so I'll make it Star Wars or whatever. Yeah, I wonder if that big I, Gundam yeah. is still going to be around till then. I'd love to see it, the big gigantic they, one. Yeah, they build another one like every two years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Thank you so much. Next is Trevor. He said, if you guys. Uh, if you are comparing the last three celebrations, Chicago, Anaheim, and London, which was your favorite and why? And I miss you guys. Chicago was a minute ago. Miss you too, Trevbo. John, why don't you take that first? Which one was your favorite, Chicago, Anaheim, or London? Oh, man. There's different parts of each that I love the most. In terms of like stuff that they like announced, this one, like not even close. Really? Um, Chicago was Rise of Skywalker. But that was it, just the trailer. And then with this That's one, true. they're like, here's three new movies. This person's coming back. Filoni's doing this. Mm -hmm. Mangled. Here's six minutes of Indiana Jones. Here's the Ahsoka trailer. Here's the Acolyte. Like they pummeled us. Remember walking out of that panel? We were like, oh my God. <laughs> we were so emotionally yeah. exhausted. Uh, so for that, this one, um, for. It's hard to top my first one because I'd only been to New York Comic Con before and I got a taste of like Star Wars there. But like 2019 will be hard to match in terms of just that first experience. And it the odd feeling of someone being like, hey, are you that guy from Resistance Broadcast? And we'd be like, what? You know, it was very weird. Um, and then doing that first panel, like we expected like 40 people to show up and they filled the room. There's something very special about that first one. And then really building... That's I feel like that's when we started really building our community. So I think just by the emotional element of it, I got to say the Chicago is my favorite. But Disney in Anaheim last year was amazing. Galaxy's Edge and doing the beer, uh, the brewery um, live event because we didn't get a panel. But then this year was special because I've never been to Europe. But if I had to pick one, I'll have to give the Chicago just for the emotional uh, memory and element of what I think that really launched for us as a uh our own little community james uh i think i think we all have the same basic answer which is like there's good parts of like huge memories and portions why each one of them have our have our own little special place um as our favorite um i i i don't know i i'm gonna go with this one actually probably i think there was just something really special about um not really special, but like it was such a privilege to just know that we were going to be able to go to panels and things like it. The, the edge of the other ones having to like worry about the um the lotteries and stuff, you know, and I, I don't wish that upon anybody. It's so it's so frustrating um to to have to worry about that. So this one was definitely um privileged for us. I think there's something about 2019 that's truly special because, you know, John and James had never met in person until Celebration. Um, the three of us shared a room in 2019, which oh, is just wild to me. <laughs> um, there's just something kind of like ragtag about 2019. Like we went in with our Make Solo to Happen shirts on and, you know, that's when John Kasdan had tweeted at us and, it was like before Make Solo 2 Happen Day. It was just like early beginnings. And there's something kind of bittersweet about that period of like, you know, as time goes on, you you set expectations up for yourself and for these events and like have this list of all these things you want to accomplish. And I think we went in there with just like bright eye, bushy tail, 
kids, so to speak, being like, yeah. we're just doing this thing and we'll see what happens. Um, I think the setup there for like the hangout areas is better, like the bar. UK was tough with like hanging out because they'd kick you off the premises like two minutes after the show closed. Like they wouldn't even let you aggressively. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, finding local bars in the area that didn't close super early was hard. And like, yeah, what's the deal, London? It was really, really, I don't know, just weird. But there is something about Anaheim that's special to me because a lot of work went into that event at the brewery and the brewery crew was just so kind and giving with their time and their help. Um, and I was just really proud of what we did there compared to the panels where you just kind of show up and you plug in and then you do your thing. Not that that's all that it is, but so to speak. Um, yeah, I think there's just something really special about the hanging out of all three that I think matter more than anything else, like meeting you guys, talking with you guys, uh, you know, taking pictures, having pizza together. That's what matters to me. Um, announcement wise, I'll still always go to 2015. It was just a different period in star Wars. Like things were just crazy. Um, well, he's the last three to be fair. No, I know. I know. I'm just throwing that in there. But then for the last three, I'd probably say this past one probably had the craziest announcements. Um, but yeah, I, I look forward to see what what Japan's going to bring. I, You guys know from Patreon and from me talking, which never stops, by the way. I'm always talking. Uh, that Japan is on my bucket list. It's always been on my bucket list. Every time you guys ask, like, oh, where do you want to go? I always say Japan. So this is like a dream come true in so many ways that... It's insane. It's just crazy to me that it's actually happening. I, I got to say this real quick, too. I, I tried to articulate this to a few people that, you know, are patrons and TRB family. Being in London sometimes didn't feel like I was in London because we had so much like familiarity and support there that I would be lost in a moment and be like, I'm in the US right now or something. I, sometimes I would legitimately just be like, I had to remind myself that I'm in another continent for the first time. And that was in a good way because it felt like home. So I think that was really great that, that we had such a turnout, so many people there that wanted to hang with us. And I hope we were able to give everybody the time they felt they got with us because it, it, it's always crazy. It's, it's always crazy. But um, with each in, one, I just wish we had more time. I yeah, feel like I didn't didn't yeah. have. I you'd look at your I clock felt like and it'd be four in the afternoon. Yeah. I felt like the the late night conversations was the best this year which is another reason why it really stands out to me because I I think what I was saying earlier, like we got the, or you guys were saying actually the announcements were the crazy thing this year. And then to be able to go to the bars afterwards and have those conversations with people, I was like, this is what celebration is all about. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Next is Jeremy Myers. What up, Jeremy? How's it going? There he is. Uh, He said, what was, what, was the top moment for each of you in the collective days of wallet celebration mine was meeting doug chang at the airport then randomly <sighs> asking if i could go to first class and have him sign my book and him signing it and drawing in my book and then Hass responded with meeting me should have been your first answer jezza and then jeremy said haha i didn't say the best part of my trip just the convention so hmm. what was the best moment for you guys top uh, probably meeting Hass. uh just top of my head just um... <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, James. What do you What do you got? Uh, I think I, I just think said it. It, it. it was. It's hard to debate between the three nights that we had. Um, it was Thursday, Friday. You know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Those three nights. Um, but it was the after after the celebration was over, and we were hanging out with people. Like it was almost like we learned a bunch of stuff during the day but then we actually got to process it and get excited about it at night. I have a, a couple. One, cashing in the pie bet. I knew you were going to say that, yeah. That felt, I mean, it was a long time coming, so that felt cool, and I think it went over well because we actually had an audience there. But the Abbey Road thing, because I, I wanted to do that more than anything in terms of sightseeing, and the fact that some dude came up to us and he's like, are you a podcast? Are you resistance broadcast at freaking Abbey Road was like the coolest thing. 
to the point where even like my parents, they're like, oh, I'm, you know, how are you doing with your podcast going? Well, that's good. That's good. But when I told them that, they were like, what? That's insane. And I just thought that that was wild. And then I think we, we, we wound up seeing him at the convention later and he was dressed as like Obi-Wan or something. But the fact that he His spotted him. Harry. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. Hey, Harry, if you're, if you're watching and listening. That was really cool. So thank you for that moment, man. Uh, and then the last one, I got to I got to the, the cantina. Just everything about that night was just so cool. And it was one of those nights where, yeah, I wanted to get home to my family, but it was one of those nights where you're like, you don't want that night to end. It was just such a good, fun night and so many great conversations and positivity and photos. And you look to your right and there's Julian Glover sitting on a diner bar uh, couch. And then you look over here and you see like your friends. And then it's just like there's a band playing, which those guys did such a great job setting up that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I The cantina night, especially because it was our last night. We We did our pod that morning. The pressure was off. That was a really fun, awesome night. People went wild that night. I did. That's when we all got. That's probably when we all got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> probably, that's probably why. Um, for me, top moment. I mean, Daisy Ridley coming out is definitely top moment. Uh, it was something that I never thought would happen because these two guys were like, "It's too early," and like it was just kind of in my head that like, yeah, it's never gonna happen. So when they kind of fumbled that announcement, you knew from the moment she came out that Daisy was coming out. But um, the kind of fun moments that I shared on social but are important to me because it's just like you're in in celebration is when I was in my room and those people were fighting on the bridge. Like that still to me is just like a fun moment that like you step outside and these people are having the best time of their life. Uh, and then R2-D2 playing that music to me in the morning before our panel. Like I, it just totally, I had been like shoved out of a crowd like multiple times and I was kind of on edge. And then a moment like that totally changed my whole kind of vibe. And I went into the room for the panel, like in a really good mood. Cause it just made me laugh. Um, but other than that, I mean, I would say probably top moments are just seeing you guys like seeing you guys after not seeing you for you know a year and getting to hug you and and take pictures with you and talk with you and um just have moments that you can always look back on is just a great great time um next is kendall hey kendall he said any thought on if you're going to japan we are going to japan We are john (laughs) on the way home john had to i kept saying if and he was like why are you saying if and like he had to like get me to stop saying if because it's like it just seems so unattainable um, in the sense of like unreal. But mm-hmm. he kept being like, we're we're going. Stop saying if. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> he started getting mad at me. He's like, stop saying if. Sally's yeah, celebration over here. Like, yeah, maybe if I go to our <laughs> celebration. Get out of here. <laughs> I just went to McDonald's, got John two burgers. And he oh, yeah. Like, we got Dutch it. McDonald's. That's right. Oh, and can I <laughs> ordering in Dutch? <laughs> She's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, "Ooh," because I got some whack, like stock airport sausage pita thing that was just <laughs> so bad. And I knew Which, if I first ate- of all, he didn't want to go, so we passed the McDonald's to get to our gate. And I said, "Okay, if we walk back," we and he's like, "I'm not walking back." And I was well, like, "Yeah, it was a- okay." It was a it was a trek, but I ate this thing. The if I ate that whole thing, I would have had a horrible flight. And then she's like, "All right, I'm gonna walk back." And she's like, "I found a McDonald's." She's like, "What do you want?" I'm like, two double cheeseburgers and um a small fry or something." And she's like, "They don't have double cheeseburgers." I'm like, "Just get whatever." And she came back. So forty five like, minutes later, <laughs> yeah, I came back with four cheeseburgers, two fries. Uh, I couldn't order a soda because I didn't know how. And um, I got a honey mustard and some McNuggets. Right. Yeah. And I was just going Versa, Durka. Yep. Mm-hmm, yep. And the people behind me were getting mad because they were kiosks that you weren't ordering through a person. And it was just in this crazy language. And I was going by the photos. I was like, this looks right. It worked out. And then I yeah. had to do two orders because I messed up the first one. So I had to do a second order. It was, <laughs> it was anyway, next is Hass. What up, Hass? He said, what didn't you do that you didn't have time for that you would have liked to have done if you had the time? And then he said, please th- say this as fast as you can when you announce this question. What? Okay. 
quickly, what, what do you wish you had time for? We didn't go Monday, so Bad Batch and Visions would have been really nice. <laughs> In my head, I said Harry Potter studio tour. I wish we had time for that because it was so oh, epic. Yeah, I would love yeah. to go again. Oh, yeah, probably that. Yeah. Or didn't they also have a Jurassic Park thing or something? No, it ended before we got there. Whatever. Yeah, maybe one like being like going to one of the museums or something. I don't know. Yeah, Doing probably. more stuff in London, I think, would be my thing. Or like going to Paris. I've never been to Paris. I've really wanted to go. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't have anything where I'm like, oh, man, I if I just had a little more time. I feel like we did a, as best a job as we could with the time we had. So, mm -hmm. uh, Ian Thompson's next. He said, what was your favorite unexpected surprise? Daisy Ridley. <sighs> The fact that they're announcing three movies at the end of that panel was bananas. I think seeing six minutes of the new Indiana Jones and then finding out that James Mangold is making a Star Wars movie, that was pretty awesome. Because that mm -hmm. I'll say this, like I know I talked to a bunch of you there who weren't at that panel, but that six minutes of Indiana Jones, like they say, like right in the middle of the movie some action indiana jones good guys bad guys you get it and then they show us these six minutes and it's just like like harrison ford like they didn't like slow slow him down for this it's it felt very raiders it felt very cairo scene i think people i think they really did a good job with this and if that six minutes is any indication in addition to the trailers and stuff i think we're in for like a really special movie so if anyone's an indie fan uh that was like yeah Nice. Yeah, James. That's probably that's probably it for me too. Mangold. Uh, that was a name that I just didn't like. I know you had mentioned it, John, but like it still felt like it was one of those things. Like, why don't they just call up Spielberg? You know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. And then right. like, when he was announced, I was like, oh my god, it did happen. So mm -hmm. I, I'd have to say that. And also, I was I was really surprised uh, when Brian Herring showed up at our panel to help translate BB-8. That was that was a big surprise. <sighs> yeah, uh, big surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, how that all came together. So I don't know if everyone in this chat has had a chance to watch that show yet, but I think we tweeted about it enough where it's like, you know, surprise cats out of the bag. But like a lot of that, the, the Brian Herring thing was happening for a while and I was in touch with him for a while. And we finally were able to get that locked locked in. And I was very excited about that. But still, like the day of, I'm like, all right, you know, we just got to make sure this is good. He's he's up to date on what we're doing because the added variable was we saw the droid builders. And on a whim, I just went up to them. And I never like to do this. I don't like to bother people or imposition people. But something about... It's true. He almost ruined my whole flight. <laughs> what? Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead, don't please, even... Sir. We're not talking about you and the chicken on our flight out to... <laughs> london but <laughs> so i saw the bba and the kids were going up to it and then i saw the handler of course with the remote and i just went up to her and i was like hey i don't mean to bother you but are you up here all weekend she's like yeah i'm like is there any chance we can get bba to be a part of our podcast it's gonna be right in that room she's like yeah let me look into it so we had that those moving parts so all weekend i'm trying to put all these puzzle pieces together and somehow it all came together and I think that was another big relief for me was the minute we finished our show, knowing that we pulled it off and that we had a packed room and I don't take any of that for granted. Because like I said, in 2019, we were expect, I was expecting 25 people, 30 people. We had friends from other podcasts, like don't expect a lot of people. I know what you're thinking. And we packed that room. So then it became like, well, we got to do that again. We got to do that again. We got to top that show. And I just hope we delivered, but it seems like people enjoyed the show at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely um derek smith is up what up derek he said did you guys enjoy cantina i loved blue harvest oh. my queen was awesome i mean john like just it. said it i have to say probably the most fun i had at night was cantina yeah and i got yeah. like dressed up as dark ray i really enjoyed it i felt awesome yeah and the band ash like they were a lot of fun just hanging out with everybody like friends that we knew that we didn't get to spend a lot of time with at celebration you know like david and clayton and people who were like oh man i don't alex know if i'm gonna molly. see them alex yeah. and molly yeah. yeah and then of course our crew like everyone was able to you know get up there to the upstairs and people show yeah. up and it's like we have our own little wonder. and, and Je like yeah go ask jeremy about his night because i, I don't want to maybe i'll post him. it <laughs> jeremy had he was living his best life that night and that's all i'll say <laughs> he, he was, was he was 
living for all of us that night. 11 out of 10 for Jeremy that night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I definitely like next... being able to oh, see the, the band too. Yeah, it was cool. Like yeah. that, that was kind of throwback for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, here I'm in London and I'm at this concert and watching these guys put on a rock show. You know, I was like, man, this is this is just a great night all around. So good. Uh, Brad's up next. Hey, Brad, he said, what was the moment or moments where the emotions of it just broke your heart wide open? I mean, Daisy really got me really emotional. The fact that they that she was coming back, I was just I I was just so hyped. I was so excited. I got really emotional, not during the footage of Indiana Jones, but when they showed that new trailer, because it, it's something about the John Williams music and seeing an older Harrison Ford, and it like it finally like hit me like a brick in the face that this is the end, like this is it, and I haven't seen it yet. So then, once I see that movie, I'm never gonna see new Harrison Ford Indiana Jones. And it's like that like washed over me as I'm in this like 4,000 seat arena and people are cheering about Indiana Jones. I just like, and in Anaheim it did too, because he came out on stage. John Williams was there. That was, I got emotional there too. But something about seeing that last trailer, I'm like, I'm never going to see another Indiana Jones trailer for Harrison Ford. I just did it. And then the net last step is going to be seeing that movie. So that overcame me with emotion. In addition, of course, everyone just like, Everyone who came out to London who was able to to support us, and obviously they were there for celebration, but there were clearly a lot of people who are big supporters of ours who we were there, number one, which I can't process that. I think that's crazy, and I tell you all that all the time, but you mean it, and that makes me emotional too because it makes this stuff worth it because sometimes it's tough to do this stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm getting emotional now, so let's just James. move on. <laughs> I... I definitely um, enjoyed the screening of the Mandalorian episode because uh, there was multiple times in that episode where I think it hit me. Uh, moments that are supposed to hit in the way that they hit, hit stronger because there was the audience backing it up with oohs and ahs and emotional cries and things. So all, all of that... Um, 4,000 people in the room watching that. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't believe I'm here in this moment watching this episode and getting to see what we're seeing on screen. It felt at the moment that it was potentially one of the best episodes of Mandalorian. Um, The only other thing that I can think of, like off the top of my head, is there was a very specific moment where I was talking with someone about the photo that I took with BB 8 and I was said I was excited to show Bennett the photo and it got me like choked up in the moment. Oh, I was like, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's yeah. the only time I can think like I, I sort of unexpectedly was pulled over with emotion. Um, it was just a moment thinking about like, I'm here and doing this, but I wish he was here too. Yeah. yeah I hear that, man. Um, like I said, I think Daisy Ridley was definitely an emotional moment. They also played this like kind of real thing at the beginning of the panel where they cut together and spliced together yeah. all these things to the manifesto from Andor. And I thought that was like really touching because they had like, oh, yeah. all the different characters in there and it was just like really fun moments. Um, I mean, there, there are definitely moments, you know, that when we're talking to someone and they're telling us how much the podcast means to them or, um, you know, what what we do for them every week it, it's hard to express how much that means because like john was saying it's like it, it's not always easy to do this for hours on end every week and you know real life hits hard sometimes so it's it's hard to properly express how much it means to us that you even take the time to have these moments with us or send us letters and notes and um connect with us so there was definitely a moment during our panel where I kind of looked up and just saw all these smiling faces. And it was just kind of one of those like, wow, these people care what I have to say. Um, and that, you know, I said it in, on social media, but I, I truly mean it. Like, these are my people. Like, you guys are my people. I I, I couldn't see my life without you. Um, you've made me a better person. And I, I think those are the times that I get kind of choked up because it's like, I couldn't imagine my life without you. Um, which goes into David's question next is how many times did you cry over the weekend or how many times do you get caught up in the one way out? 
So cry a couple times. <laughs> I'll admit a couple times I did cry. But for the one way out thing, uh, I did get caught up in it. I had to go to my Padme panel on Friday and they were doing it right outside where the TIE fighter is. And they were blocking all the escalators and I needed to get up three floors. And this crew lady was straight up arguing with me. And I was like, I need to go to that escalator right there. And she goes, well, you can't go this way. I was like, that is the only way to go upstairs. And she goes, well, you need to use the elevator. So I literally just walked around the TIE fighter and just went behind her and went up the escalator. <laughs> it was, but I got caught up and I was literally surrounded by these people going, one way out. And I was like, there's literally no way out. I'm stuck here. Yeah. Uh, this is my nightmare. <laughs> I can't swim. Yeah, it was it was rough. I would say that's the only time that I really got caught up in it. I don't think I cried, cried, but I definitely welled up a couple times. Um, I had some like, you know, there are some moments where, you know, you're just talking with people at the bar or something and you're having like a one on one, like a real life conversation and like human to human. And, you know, I'm sure if people are listening, they they may know who I'm talking about. But um, and then, of course, like the Star Wars stuff, like I said, the indie and and, and mm -hmm. anything that. I have, a, I have an acute awareness of like the the finite amount of time and like the fact that like we're here and like you know George Lucas is still alive and some people sometimes people talk about him as though he's not around anymore and it's just like we're living in the times where these and people are still behalf. here yeah yeah Weird and it's just like that stuff gets me a little emotional sometimes too because it's just like wow we're like you know the maker's still here mark hamill's still around anthony daniels is walking on a stage at star wars celebration and one day there's going to be generations of kids that are only going to hear about those people and hopefully that because i remember at our panel bringing up kenny baker and i think that was the first time i had heard him talked about all weekend and so it's like i don't want those people to be forgotten because none of this exists without them so that stuff gets me a little emotional like the sentimental aspect of you know the originals mm -hmm. uh Matt Lawless is next. He asks, which series are you the most excited for and why is it the Acolyte? LOL. James, I'm going to start with you. What series are you the most excited for? I think it is the Acolyte, actually. Um, that trailer was nice. Yeah. We, I think we were yeah. all blown away by that, right? Yeah. I, th I, like, I was blown away by all of the footage. I thought Skeleton Crew looked great. I thought Andor looked like it's just going to pick right back up and be awesome. Like Everything was awesome. Um, but I think of the shows that we just had no expectations, um, Acolyte really took the cake on that one. I just saw that I saw the footage and thought that just looks really good. And I spent the weekend describing it as um, like, you know, the Mandalorian is sort of over here and Andor is sort of over here. And the Acolyte actually fits more in the the. Uh, and or world it looked like dark and real and heavy um, not lighthearted at all but it was the force side of it and not like the war um, spy part of it uh, and I just I I'm very excited about Acolyte so I'm with you on that comment John um, I want to find out more I want to find out more about I want to find out more about the Lando thing. Mm -hmm. um, and we are going to talk about that on the Monday show. But mm -hmm. I, I'm going to go Acolyte too, just because I was so, I think, I think I recall my jaw dropping at one point watching that footage and I wasn't doing any sort of reaction video. It was pretty genuine. Uh, that looked really, really good. And it, it just leaning me more towards this real sets stuff in terms of how this stuff looks. And Jonas, um, when he came out, guys, the three of uh, us stood up and just screamed, Jonas! Yes. And he looked right at us. It was just James, the three of us. I, I don't know that I've ever heard James scream that loud before. <laughs> J James, he literally, I was, I went, yeah! And James just goes, Jonas! <laughs> yeah, that I that's a forgotten thing. We should have said, like, that was one of the big surprises. I don't, none of the Look three of us being as yeah. close as we are with Jonas expected him to walk out you know oh just it was so cool. i was so, so happy cool. for him too yeah amazing yeah what yeah. amazing but it was just so funny because i remember the three of us standing and me kind of looking around and no one else was standing up and i was like oh so we're those people right now yeah, yeah. and there's everybody's like wow that guy those, those three really like really like Jonas. <laughs> yeah now there's there's parts of the panels that um it's not about the footage and stuff and it's like i i think on that weird tornado video we did in one of like the q halls 
uh, like our mm-hmm. reaction video. Mm-hmm. We even had like that Carl Roberts, that guy showed up and we put him on the camera. And like, we, it was a pretty whirlwind sort of reaction video. But, and I'm not sure if I brought this up, but um, there were a few moments in the panels that I just really enjoyed. And Skeleton Crew, not so much the footage, which I, I agree with James, it looked really cool, looked very Amblin, looked very, you know, Spielberg 80s. And I love that. But the feel of that panel felt like, um, all are welcome, you know, Acolyte's dark and Andor's dark. And, but watching skeleton crew and seeing those kids on stage and them trying to act professional without realizing that they were awkward was perfect. Cause I don't know their dads, everyone, my dad, exactly. (laughs) And they were awkward about talking about the blankets and stuff. And I loved how innocently naively awkward they were. It was perfect. But Mm -hmm. then as they're about to debut this monster trailer, a lot of pressure, you know, John Favreau's got to deliver another show. He looks at the kids and he makes sure that they don't fall off the stage. He's like, make sure you check where the edge of the stage is, kids. Just as the trailer's about to air, that I, my heart melted. I was like, this guy, he, he could be the most elitist Hollywood jerk, but because of his stature, but he's not. His focus was those three kids being not falling off that stage. And I love, I, I will, I will die for John Favreau. I, I loved every moment of that. It was amazing that he did and that. I, I like that moment too because when the lights came back up, the three kids were like in a circle hug. Oh yes, yes, yeah. I was like, it really felt like they like we made it. Like, how did the three of us end up here? I'm really sad that the fourth didn't get to show up. They said they got sick. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice for that moment for that um actress as well, but. Uh, yeah, I, I liked when the lights came back up and the three kids were hugging each other. Yeah. And just jumping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Um, all right, Danny, it's simplified. Danny's up. Danny, I saw your comment in the chat where you're like, I'm sorry for my long question. It's okay. So first she asks, um, well, she says that she thanks us for live tweeting the panels. You're welcome. That was Lacey. <laughs> uh, Lacey she has some questions. It. Oh, thanks. Uh, first she said, did you walk away with the sense that the three movie announcements were a sure thing and not just concepts shared into the ethos to never see the light of day? I think they feel pretty sure. Oh, a hundred percent. And I'm, de- I don't went, uh, this, well, this is live now, but I'm going to, I definitely have more to elaborate on that on the Monday show, but I think these are all locks locked. Yeah. They wouldn't be going out with this otherwise. James, do you, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I mean, I said that going up to celebration, like I can't wait for them to announce things and me just to feel like they're not going to happen, you know, like, oh, Rogue Squadron. Great. So excited. But I mean, I think you guys are right. These three particular pieces feel like they're not going anywhere. Dave's not going anywhere. The story of Ray coming out and announcing, I don't know how they they don't move forward with that project, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said on something else that the only one that feels a little sketchy to me would be the mangled one, but not because of the director or anything like that. So it's the only one that I feel like they could sort of move away from because it's unnecessary. But but even then, like, I I think all these are going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> she asked, uh, were you surprised by the lack of new never before seen Disney Plus content? No, No. because I I think they're shifting away from Disney Plus for now. I think they've queued up their projects for Disney Plus and they're shifting back to movies. I think that's a Disney thing. Yeah, I mean, subscriber counts are down and um, the way they're going to be able to make money from Star Wars is movies. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, She followed that up with, were you surprised about the lack of updates about previously announced but not currently in production content? I'm assuming Lando, stuff like that. I actually was. But then Kathleen Kennedy was like mentioning it in like side interviews. Yeah. The I, Kevin again, comments are what Stay tuned me. for the Monday. Kevin, we'll probably talk yeah, more about that. The Kevin yeah. Feige stuff threw me. Danny, you're, yeah, Danny, you're probably going to get more of our thoughts on this on the Monday episode than on this. Yeah. <laughs> but, 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 called- but to answer your question very lightly, like, yeah, I think we all were a little bit like, where was Taika? Where was you know this thing? Where was the, where's the Lando? You know, mm-hmm. where was Droid Story? Like nowhere in this whole thing. You announced that uh-huh. three years ago too. Yeah, four years um, ago. And then sh- her last question is: Billy D. Williams didn't look too well and really showed his age. Bless him. Does this decrease the chances of a Lando series? I don't think I don't, so because Donald Glover is. I don't Lando. think Billy D. was ever a part of the Lando series. No, I think he was just excited about it because it was like his character. 
Yeah. I think Rise of Skywalker was his mm-hmm. last hurrah, and he's 86. He was in rough shape at yeah. I Yeah, I didn't get to go. We, we didn't go to the Return of the Jedi panel, but I heard it was, for lack of a better term, a disaster. <laughs> and that's what we heard. Um, next is Kale Beckworth. He says, any chance for a stateside TRB meetup like NYCC this year? Hint, hint. Maybe. I know John's considering going to New York Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, I may go to New York Comic Con, um, and then beyond that, we haven't really talked about. It. We're still, I still haven't completely unpacked like my backpack from this one. So um, we'll definitely keep everyone posted. You'll, you'll all like, you'll be the first to find out. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Has then asked, which aspect of this year's celebration invoked the most emotion in you? Uh, we already talked about this a little bit, but like Daisy Ridley, our panel is usually what I said. Um, John Forsyth is up next, which John, I want to give you a shout out really quick. You were so kind. Um, you sent your tickets to us that you couldn't use because you didn't go to the event. And I just want to know that they went to TRB fans that didn't have tickets those days. Um, and specifically the Sunday ones to people that wanted to come to our panel and didn't have tickets. So thank you, John, for being so kind. Um, uh, and we're working on. Uh, getting something for you john so don't worry um all right john so uh he said aside from the usual convention stuff what was your favorite part of your trip to london a meat pie fish and chips the hotel had a really good breakfast i enjoyed breakfast every morning yeah you did (laughs) (laughs) um so aside from star wars stuff he's saying yeah just stuff in london we didn't really spend that much time in London. We were all exhausted. I I was really awed by the Abbey Road stuff because I grew up, you know, with my parents being Beatles fans and actually just there's something about a landmark that is like so iconic and the fact that the studio is like you could honestly toss a tennis ball and hit it. It's 10 feet away. It's just like crazy that I was there. I think that was like I saw Big Ben and I was like Oh, that's cool. That's a big clock. But seeing like Abbey Road and then doing that stuff was like, wow, man, this is it was really fun to experience it with John because it was like his one thing he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, realistically, that's the only thing we really did. And it was the hardest thing for us to find, too. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go do this thing because John wants to do it. Um, And we were just honestly, we were all exhausted um so it was just nice to kind of just go get a meal clayton sandell joined us but my meat pie was very good i was very pumped about it what about the whipped cream pie not so pumped couldn't breathe which you guys will see i um i see john's in chat thanks john you're the best yeah that's going to the um the o2 arena like that was a really cool experience i was just walking up to it uh, we were joking around about how it felt like Star Wars. Like it felt like um, s- some Coruscant lower level stuff. With it kind of did. Yeah. Where there's like neon signs everywhere. And then um, there was like sort of these certain clubs that were still kind of playing. And it's, you know, kind of thing. And we're like, man, this is this is a wild night right now. And I love big things. Uh, so like walking uh, near or around that arena um was was just very cool to see this like giant shopping oh. mall under a tent it was so cool i i that reminds me i tweeted this but i didn't really talk about it they de- decorated almost the entire city uh to look like corellia all weekend and i just thought that was amazing <laughs> oh that they did God. that <laughs> so annoying he said this all week it was so annoying it look like th- i think they filmed there so it didn't didn't it look like it but to me it did Oh, I got my, so we stayed on the boat hotel. It was a yacht, which was wild. Um, And they gave me someone else's room and I got their chocolates. That was kind of cool. Yeah. You were like, we all got chocolates. I was like, we didn't all get chocolates. Oh yeah. And then Lacey. Yeah. So Lacey's room because of that had two beds, but it was like Bert and Ernie's beds. These like tiny, <laughs> they were two tiny beds. little beds. But I am five, four. So I was just like, hmm, this works. Oh yeah. I, I would have, yeah. I would have looked like Buddy the Elf if I tried to sleep in my bed. <laughs> Uh, okay, and last but not least is Aaron Leach. Hey, Aaron, how's it going? He said, I just want to say, seeing your panel at Celebration was one of the biggest highlights. Would have loved to have spoken to you after all, uh, at you all after, but 
but had to run to catch a plane. There's always next time. Absolutely. Wow. We're sorry we missed you. Um, Thank you for coming. Yeah. Nothing stresses me out more, Aaron, than plane travel. <laughs> we had a whole situation where they canceled our flight on us on like Saturday and I was like on the phone, which reminds me I have to call them back because they like stole money from us. But basically like <laughs> I had to like rebook our flights and then they canceled that flight and then we had to go. It was like a whole thing. It was not fun. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I will was... not be going through London City ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... It was a great time, though. And yeah, uh, to add to that about coming to see our panel, like the podcast stage was on the third floor in this weird nook, all the way in the back yeah. corner, the opposite of the main entrance. And the fact that people made it up there and wanted to make us. Because there was a celebration stage panel up against us, the the sequel trilogy here of villains, villains, villains. which we told people like because some people were like, "That's the only panel we got." This you gotta weekend. go, you gotta go, yeah. yeah. But the fact that people came and you know we didn't know what to expect. We're an American podcast. We know we have listeners in the UK, but we don't know you know if people are going to celebration and that there was standing room only for our panel. Um, and the fact that we were we were back on the podcast stage after not getting it last year. That whole, all of that meant a lot. And I don't want to keep repeating myself, but I just want to make sure people understand how much that means to us because we, uh, to me, it's like crazy that people want to listen to me talk about Star Wars. And I say this a lot, but then, but to take it to a live thing in a different country and people are showing up saying like, Hey, can you take a photo with me? I'm like, why? <laughs> but yes, <laughs> of course. And like, I wanted like to, to spend as much time as I could with people. And we wound up spending just as much time after the panel hanging out uh, as we did doing the, our podcast. So people took a big chunk of their Sunday at Celebration, even especially people who only had tickets for that one day and spent it with us. And I just can't thank people enough, really. James, any last thoughts? I mean, re reiteration of the same concept is just like an incredible uh, almost blur in some ways, you know, like we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember sitting on the plane being like, OK, this I'm in this moment right now and I've not experienced celebration. And then it felt like that. And I was on the plane headed back from celebration. It happened fast. Yeah. It did. Um, but every but like every moment that I can grasp from the event was um and afterwards and everything in between was just so incredible um you know like it being freezing and we're like let's bar hop to that other place you know what i mean and we're like trying to catch a train and it's the it feels like it's the middle of the night but there's like all these people around us who are old friends and new friends and I, it was just everything about it was so awesome and like i said before it was not even so much celebration. And I had multiple conversations with people over the weekend about how it was not about the, the panels and it was not about actually being right. inside to see people dressed up, uh, cosplay or whatever. It was all about spending your day in the convention and then being able to meet with people after and talk with them about everything that we saw. And because, um, I think DJ Elliot said it best as he said, look, look around every single person in this room is into the exact same thing you are. Uh, so make a friend because you have, because you're not going to be able to have the same conversations at work or at home or your other friends back home. You know, people like star Wars, but they don't like star Wars, like the, everybody else in this room. And it was everybody else at the convention. It was incredible. It is. A, it's, it's an unforgettable, incredible experience. And to go back to that first question or very early, like which one of the three is your favorite? Oh my gosh. It's so hard. It's so yeah. hard to decide. They're all so special. Yeah, it's true. Um, man, it, it's hard to sum up like my feelings about celebration. I, I yeah. love it so much, but I, I keep going back to like, it's the moments like when we were out one night and it was late and we were all hungry, like, I went and walked and got 10 pizzas and came back like that's kind of like what it was all about is like, okay, we're all going to have pizza now. <laughs> so there was a lot of pizza had. Yeah. 
and she shows up and everybody goes yeah well i didn't show up the guy showed up but oh well yeah well when the pizzas came everybody cheered (laughs) you know yeah yeah um it's just you know that it's just letting people know like hey this is where we're going to be if you want to hang out hang out like please come and then people do people show up and i feel like the whole weekend was that you know the theme of like people showing up for each other and there's nothing more magical or wonderful, especially nowadays when everything seems kind of dreary and like the news is just like not fun to just mm-hmm. have these moments where you're like, I get to be be with people that are loving this just as much as I do. And we get to like have fun together and just kind of tune out everything else for a couple of days. Um, not being on social media. Yeah. It's just, well, aside from, you know, having to be on social media for <laughs> the, the pod side of things, but because the people say that phrase, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. And it just obviously couldn't be further than the truth. You're talking about Twitter and you're talking about YouTube like jerks and stuff. If you if you haven't gone to a celebration and you get a chance to go to a celebration, go to one. Because then you're going to be reminded of real Star Wars fandom. And it's, you know, one-year-olds all the way up to 80-year-olds. And it's all these families and generations that love. We saw babies there. At, and everybody at- wants to talk. Every single person there, and it doesn't matter what you like or dislike. It's real. It's it's how real humans interact, and and you won't forget that. And it's really important. So if you get a chance to go, or you have to scratch and claw to get to one, get to one celebration, if only one. And uh, because I, I, you'll never be able to experience anything like it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that sums it up, guys. Thank you so much for your questions. We really appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this. For the people listening after the live, thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, And we hope you enjoyed this as well as our feedback of celebration. We know you guys have been asking for a little over a week now, like, oh, what are your thoughts? Here they are, Uh, like (laughs) a little more more loosey-goosey than normal, but uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Yep. Am I taking this out? Yeah. Yep. Out. All right. Well, it was loosey goosey. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, you know where to find us. Uh, make sure you uh, spread the word. You know, if you just found out about TRB, tell your friends who like Star Wars. We appreciate that. But more importantly, just keep loving Star Wars. And thanks for making us a part of your Star Wars experience. And until next time, from the three of us here on the Resistance broadcast, we'll see you around, kids. <laughs>